Hey, what's up, everybody? This is not Monster D-Face, and I am the host today. I am somebody's gun. Monster is a little bit under the weather, so we decided we are hostile takeover recording the podcast anyway, and he definitely told us we could do it, so I don't think it's that actual hostile takeover. Um, I am here alongside your regular co-host, Life with Panda. What's going on, Panda? Hey man, listen, good to be uh back recording. It's been a couple weeks and uh it always feels uh I'm gonna be honest, it feels wrong when we don't get to talk with the Fortnite community in a few weeks. So I'm happy that we were able to commandeer this episode of the podcast and uh speak our mind because we got some things to say. Yeah, there's a lot of big topics that kind of overarching for the competitive community, a couple of things going on, good and bad. We have FNCS semis coming up. And obviously, you guys should go buy some Cafe Colazo coffee because if Monster was here, mm-hmm. he would be talking about whatever is going on with that. I'm not Monster, so I can't do that. But go check it out; it's good coffee. Trust me. I'll oh, do some. And just on that note, real quick, uh, Cafe Colazo. Obviously, go check them out. But I, I have a new routine, right? Okay. I um I drink coffee every day. Me too. Now, if there's like a, a a project that I'm working on or um, like a, a gaming session I'm going through, then I might switch to a, a different product, right? Like, as you know me, I've been a very big energy drink consumer for a while. Uh-huh. And so like, but switching to coffee uh, has been so good. I felt my body has just felt better doing it that way. And so a little combination for all of you at home, try any of the roasts. I've had great success with this. Uh, take that and raw local honey, mix it in there, and it's a good, fully natural coffee sweetener. I'm telling you, I've fallen in love with this combo, uh, especially Cafe Colazo, because let's be honest, it's just the freshest coffee on the market. So go check that out. Go try it. And if you try and you love it, you better tag me on Twitter. Uh, that's all I'm saying, because I, I I put you on, because that is the real combo when it comes to coffee. All right, talking about Twitter. Also, I like my coffee black, so maybe a little bit of uh, creamer just to be able to cool it off so I can drink it faster. That's really it. Anyway, <laughs> we're, let's talk about Twitter. First topic of the day, ranked is going to play a factor in prize pools. This comes from the FN competitive official account from Brazil. And let me read this and then you can kind of react and break it down. Let's talk about prizes, specifically the prizes from the money championships in the Brazil region. Granted, this is translated, so... Maybe not word for word, but this is the best I could do. I don't speak Portuguese. When determining how prize pools will be distributed between regions, we consider the number of active tournament participants as part of this calculation. With the arrival of Ranked in Battle Royale, we also started to consider the participation of players in Ranked in our decision as they are one of the requirements for participation in most tournaments. We understand that this may have created confusion and frustration for players this season. We hope this helps clarify the prize changes and look forward to seeing you competing all again now one piece why the brazilian account tweeted this out they had a pretty big reduction in prize pool considering i would call them the third best region in Fortnite behind eu and na and their prize pool went down their numbers have been pretty good and a lot of players creators were upset about this so obviously it was big enough for them to address it yeah you know 
I didn't know the full scope of this until you mentioned that, right? And I had seen the, the prize breakdown adjustment. And I had seen that Brazil's prize pool went down, but I didn't know that the the creators and pros were reacting in this way. Obviously, I, I knew um, when King uh, was, was swapping around and deciding whether or like what region he was going to stick to, obviously Europe being the one that he chose, like obviously the prize adjustments probably had some sway in that decision. Uh, but this is the first I'm hearing. Uh, I, I kind of read that post from Brazil, of course, again, translated uh, through tweet, uh, Twitter translate. <laughs> but it's interesting to see that ranked is now a factor for prize pools solely because NA, I bet you, has a large, and I mean large, ranked player base. and And could even be comparable to EU's ranked player base because from what I can tell NA has like a, they have a really solid like base of people that just love to play the game, but they don't necessarily like to compete. Whereas EU is the opposite, right? Like they have a, they still have a solid base, but most of them love to compete. So that's why we see the numbers convert more for EU. So I'm curious if that uh, number one, if that'll affect NA prize pools in the future. Number two, I don't see the point in that. Uh, I think again, the way that they had done it before made the most sense because yep. you're you're looking at players that are competing in these events. You're looking at directly numbers affecting events, right? And ranked really doesn't affect FNCS, right? Yes, it is a gateway to FNCS, but if you watch uh, most pros, they get to their respective ranked and then they switch to scrims, they switch to creative or whatever else they're doing until the actual event takes place or they're like some last minute grinding to the rank they need to be to get into an event, whatever the case may be. Players aren't just going out of their way to play ranked, like high level uh, competitors aren't just going out of their way to play ranked. They're playing way, uh, way more things. So at that point, if you're going to start factoring in ranked, why don't you start factoring, uh, factoring in like practice maps too? Because at that point, that's another place that, that competitors are spending their time like there's so many things that are so many wormholes that this can open up. Yep. So I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, but what's your take? What do you, what are you thinking? <laughs> I think, you know what I'm thinking. I think it's so dumb. It's like taking <laughs> also, first of all, the ranked participation in certain regions is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like OCE, for example, you can't really queue ranked games outside of like hot air or, times when a Mm -hmm. lot of people are playing so inherently you're not going to queue in to ranked because you're not going to wait eight minutes for a queue when you could just go play 1v1s or zone wars or something right so that inherently is going to then cause less players to play ranked and this is going to happen in other regions too but we've seen the participation this year in fncs for oce actually be pretty freaking high compared to what their prize pool is so I think it's it's really dumb. Ranked is in no way actually competitive. You could call it whatever you want, but it's nowhere near what we see in an actual tournament. Like the FNCS broadcast is about to happen this weekend, and that is going to look nothing like what we see in ranked. So why are we using something that is completely different as like the account or like one of the pieces of the equation to determine prize pool? I, I don't know why we had to make this change. Maybe actually I know exactly why they're making this change and putting it out publicly. It's so more players play ranked. It's 
one of the reasons why I believe that they didn't put the chapter five weapons in creative immediately is because they wanted players to actually play battle Royale and the ranked modes. And they clearly don't want a mass exodus from their battle Royale style on zero build games to creative, because I think that's what they're starting to see. And the numbers show it. And now they're trying to be like, Hey, but you know, we'll give you more prize. And if you guys play, you'll get three more dollars for every 10 million people that play. And I think it's, I don't know. Yeah. that That's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. I, it's definitely a, a tough, um, a tough change. And, and of course, uh, one of the things we know, like Fortnite doesn't just come out and ex fully explain their their decisions when making changes like this. Yeah. So we'll never truly know what they are, what they're doing. But while like while yes, maybe this isn't the best change for the prize pools, and, and most people probably would agree with that. At least all I'm gonna say is at least uh, the orgs aren't suing the the game. Shout out Activision for your great work on uh, <laughs> uh, Call of Duty League. Uh, but anyway, real quick, before we transition, I, I just got an alert that Epic just announced that they're now officially developing the Epic Game Store with Fortnite to follow in EU uh, on iOS. Hmm. Okay. So just a little quick snippet uh, before we continue this. But yeah, honestly, at the end of the day, we're not going to have like people can be vocal about this. This is not one thing that I see changing. Oh, definitely I think not. it's going to stick this way. Yeah. It's similar Epic to does... Siphon. Yeah, it's Ep just it's going to be it. <laughs> Epic does what they want, man. And it it's true. And you also brought up the CDL lawsuit. Optic uh, Hex and Scump are suing CDL for essentially being a monopoly. I, I, we mm -hmm. didn't plan to bring this or talk about this, but you brought it up. So we might as well just kind of quick hit like initial thoughts. Yeah. Where do you see this going? Well, uh, it's not just Scump and Hex. It's apparently multiple teams. Ah. But Scump and Hex are kind of leading it, uh, apparently, um, from the details that I gathered. And uh, part of their lawsuit is actually off the back of, um, uh, of Optic being forced to give up their... Like, when Hex bought Optic because he was a part of Envy, the, apparently the CDL forced him to give envy a large percentage of optic and then ha for, wouldn't give him the la spot that he had bought hmm. so it was like it was like a 120 million dollar loss basically is the way that it was like portrayed um so crazy stuff obviously we won't go too much into it we're not we're we're fortnite peeps but that's more of the details on that and to be honest good riddance maybe this is time it's time for activision to pay their dues because they have not been a, a phenomenal developer for quite some time yeah i as much as i would like someone to win a lawsuit against one of these developers and give like players and organizations more power i absolutely do not see that happening i think activision is way too big of an entity they have way too much money they're just going to use their influence and corruption within uh the money that they're able to spend and pretty much win this lawsuit, I would assume, without any kind of issue. But I, I think it is important because these leagues are 
in essence, a monopoly on the game and being able to use them competitively for any kind of tournaments. Even Fortnite has the rules like you pretty much need their approval to do things. Now, there's certain things, you know, within Fortnite that allow it to be a little more open. But, you know, that's to a certain extent of twenty five thousand dollars. Anything over that you're not allowed to. Anyway, yeah. let's go back. Talk about FNCS semifinals. We have those coming up. It is going to be three days. We got upper, lower brackets. And, you know, Panner, do you want me to explain how it works or would you like to, to give it a go? You break it down because okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still struggling to understand this format. Like, I've watched videos on it. Uh, I've read through it myself. Like, it is one of the more confusing formats we've seen during a regular major season. And I, f I feel like Fortnite's just trying to copy more or less more bracket style stuff from other esports to make it feel a certain way. But in reality, it's not going to feel like Fortnite. Yeah, I think. Oh, I'll, I'll, let me explain what it's what it is before I say what I think. So it's three days of competition and we're going to have upper and lower brackets running at the same time. It's for every region. Every region is separate. So day one, you have upper one and lower one. Upper one is the top 50 duos. Whoever wins those five games, there's five matches played in the upper one. Whoever wins those five matches advance straight to grand finals. They're removed from the pool. Then numbers six through 25. So essentially the best placing teams in upper bracket one that didn't win a game, they move to upper bracket two on day two. And then that's only six to 25. So where do the rest of the teams come from? Well, lower one has 10 games. It's essentially like round four of the qualifiers. You have 10 games within the time period, three hours, whoever are the top 30 teams in that will then backfill into upper one the teams from upper or will backfill into upper two sorry then the teams from upper bracket one that placed outside of the top 25 they will drop down to lowers and then they do the same thing for lowers again on day two and day two is the same we just kind of swap around some teams five games five winners advance so we've now had 10 people from upper one or five people from upper one, five people from upper two, 10 teams in total advanced to grand finals. So they're both removed. Again, we have this kind of switching around where six to 25 moved to upper three. Then you backfill from uh, lower one or lower two into upper three from the teams that finished top 30. So that's then upper three. And instead of day three being based on the number of wins, it's three games, which uh, whatever. Um, Top 25 duos from upper one. So the top half of the lobby in the third day will advance to grand finals. And then in the lower bracket, again, it's going to be the top 50 duos move into lower three. So this goes from this weird kind of open piece. So essentially, if you perform poorly in lower two, you're kicked out. You're no longer in FNCS. Then the teams that make it to lower three, the top 15 are then the final duos that make it to grand finals. So that's confusing as hell. Essentially, day one, day two, you have to win games. Day three, you need top 25 if you're in the upper or top 15 if you're in the lower. And if you perform poorly on day two, you're just fully kicked out of FNCS. So that's how that works. What do you think? Ridiculous. Um, 
I think I, I love that Fortnite is experimenting, right? But this one is just crazy. Like, so, so let me ask you this. So day one, upper bracket one, right? You yep. said six through 25, right? Yep. They go on to upper two. What yep. happens to 26 through 50? They go to the lower bracket. So they're in the pool of gotcha. like the other 200 teams. Gotcha. Okay. So they get forced down. I thought they were just getting cut for a second. And I was like. No. So that, nobody that gets cut worse. until the end of lower two. And then it's the bottom 31 to 200 teams. Gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, You know, look. It's interesting that it's three days. It actually, uh, for those that are listening to this as we're recording it, it starts today. Yep. Um, so actually, probably for EU starts within an hour of when we're actually recording this. But uh, so depending on when this is published, this might be before, after, middle of. So just so you all know, um, I think it's uh, uh, it's just kind of all over the place. And I think what Fortnite has done well. Uh, or is trying to do well, I should say, is reach a broader audience, a more casual audience, <clears throat> and and connect with them, right? And a format like this makes it so confusing for a casual audience. They're just not going to care to to watch or pay attention, and they'll just wait till grand finals, right? Like that's yep. in my head. That's how it would go. Like even even me, like we're we're prepping this watch party this weekend. I don't think I'm going to do tonight, if I'm being honest. I have some things going on earlier in the day, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, you know what? Instead of like making it three days for me, uh, Friday, I'll watch a little bit of it, make sure I get some rest and then handle my business over the weekend. And Saturday night, Sunday night, I'll do the actual live watch parties uh, with special guests. So wait Ooh. till the night of uh, people for whoever the special guests may be on Saturday and Sunday. We'll just have to wait and find out. But um, I think it, it it just makes it less like enticing to me at least. I got at this point I'm just like, okay, just tell me who's going to grand finals and and I'll see you there. So, I have one I think this is a good attempt. I, I really do kind of applaud Blast and Epic for trying something new because mm -hmm. semifinals were the worst of any of the rounds of FNCS previously regardless for the past few years they've been terrible and day three of semifinals yeah. was typically the worst day of Fortnite that we had to watch on broadcast of all of fncs it was a bunch of teams that were going to qualify for grand finals that probably shouldn't have and none of them have done well i think there's like two outliers that i can remember that qualify on day three and like actually placed in a relevant position so i do like this i like that we are keeping most of the teams in throughout the three days to keep the level of Fortnite high, but there's a whole lot of issues with this one. We have upper and lower brackets going on at the same time. So if you want to mm -hmm. try and pay attention to both and understand what's going on, good freaking luck. If you like to watch streamers, it like even all antics, I feel bad for like him and boop because you're going to have all of these players streaming. You're going to be trying to do a watch party and you're going to go from like, an upper bracket game to a lower bracket game. And not only is there a lower bracket game, there's going to be multiple lobbies going on. So at least upper bracket is a single lobby. You could follow along with that. And then lower brackets, just like chaos. And you have to try to explain that to people. So yeah, I imagine on the like official broadcast, they're just going to be like, we're only watching the, the upper bracket and it doesn't really matter what happens in the lower bracket just to keep it simple. Cause otherwise that is impossible. So 
yeah, that's well, that's number one. Well, uh, real quick to cut you off, if you want the best place to watch uh, watch party this with the most up to date leaderboards and stats, Life with Panda on Twitch. We have a, a, a partnership with Prodigy Analytics over there with Alden, the the goat. He is actually supplying live leaderboard updates, Telestrator access, and we have this new map feature. I don't want to say too much, but it's going to be a lot of fun going into the weekend. So lots of cool stuff to test out. But you're right. It is going to be very, very confusing for a lot of the watch party people. Uh, fortunately, we've been kind of, we, we knew that that was going to be the case, and we've been prepping for that this week to go into these uh, to these shows here um, or these watch party days. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we have a good bearing on how to track what's happening in these games as it goes on. But again, it's going to be tough no matter what. Yeah, the problem is you can only do so much. Like there's just too much going on to mm-hmm. educate the average viewer of everything that's happening. So like... You could have total understanding, total control, and I don't think unless someone takes the time to educate themselves, they're going to understand what the heck's going on. That's my problem. Is yeah. This is like way more complex than it needs to be. Again, I applaud them for trying because something needs to happen. Now, my other problem, why is it only the game winners? I, I, we've taken this reboot round style of game and made this way more important than it needs to be realistically the teams in sixth to 10th are the best teams in those lobbies because you could win a game and in fact we see every fncs one team wins a game and then still plays like bottom 25 and that's just the way it is there are certain teams that don't win games based on their play style i understand okay cool we can like promote you have to win games but in no way to me does the team that wins a game say that they're the best team over a tournament they they might be they might win a game and also be the best team but i think a perfect example is the way cammy and seti play typically they don't really win games and they are normally one of the best teams if not the best team throughout a tournament so it's like Mm -hmm. we're not promoting the best Fortnite to the next round and I, i fully expect them to be one of the top 25 teams well really yeah i guess top 25 day one day two right and then day three they will qualify but then we're essentially making them play more Fortnite, which could be a bad thing could be a good thing again i'm not saying that's totally bad but it's like almost punishing them for being consistent versus having the ability to win games and i don't know it also to me makes it seem like these games are going to be a mess and not Actually, no, we're going to watch five straight games of super heal offs because that's what the meta is right now. And it's going yeah. to be disgusting. Um, yeah. All right. So, I'm done. I'm, I'm ranting. So I, I agree uh, in that sense that the wins, I, I understand why they're doing it. Right. Cause we know, you know, as well as I do being on the show, uh, watching a team win is a super hype moment. Right. And it's a guaranteed moment that you could talk about like, Hey, this team, they're going to grand finals. No more waiting. No more worry. This team is is moving on to grand finals. Let's see who's going to be next, right? And that's cool, and it's a cool moment, but maybe it should be flipped, right? So day one, day two, the top, uh, maybe it's the top 10 consistent teams each day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so top 10 on leaderboard day one, top 10 on leaderboard day two, go directly to the grand finals. And, uh, and I'm talking consistency, not not wins, consistency. Because those are five games a day, right? Right. And then the final day, 
can be the three or whatever games like and you split it up like three wins and the rest that are consistent go on right because i don't think three games if it really is three games on day three like you said right yep three games is not enough it's trash to to flush out a consistent um a consistent team right three games may work for wins in other formats but three games is not enough not enough time for a team to to come in there be consistent and and show what they have right it, it just isn't and and so unfortunately it makes it pretty tough for these teams because i can see i can see this happening now it's going to happen in one of the regions um the the cami and seti of that region that like you said is very consistent they don't typically win games but they are typically a top team if not the top team will find themselves going into day three and then go go down off spawn one game or something happens crash headshot snipe yes uh, and something completely out of their control and because that happened, they don't have a throwaway game because there isn't six or five games. And since there's only three, they don't qualify. And that could be so destructive uh, to the players too, because we've seen what happens when a team has an off season and how that mentally affects them and, t- and typically leads to them breaking up. Now I'm not saying Cammy and Seti are going to break up if they have a bad time. They've been together forever, but like a perfect example is Queasy Vino right? They went off yep. major two last year with the, the most dominant win in EU didn't even qualify, not to semifinals, not to grand finals of, of major three. And then they went into global championship again, still people with high expectations for them and did not perform the way they, that their the anticipations led them to believe they would perform. Right? So it is, uh, it, it can definitely affect a player when they have a really off season or even if they are a great team and maybe they didn't have an off season, but they're affected by a format like this. So you definitely, it's something to be mindful of. Hopefully they consider changes in the future, but it sounds like this is going to be the semi format for the rest of the year. So we're going to have to strap in until 2025 and hope that maybe some of this feedback that comes through gets adjusted. But again, like you said, and like I said, I I'm glad that they're trying to make changes I, I do agree that with what you said too. Semifinals has always been um semifinals day three specifically has always been the day that's kind of like, okay, cool. Or the last day of semifinals, I should say, has always been the day that's like, okay, cool. Well, here we are. Let's see who makes it. Yeah. Um it, it's sometimes it's cool, like there's hype moments. And again, sometimes uh, very rarely, but sometimes teams come out of that day three and perform highly. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think one, it's really confusing and going to be hard for viewers to understand. And then two, I don't think we're guaranteed the best teams make it. So that's yeah. that's concerning to me. I hope they adjust it because they definitely can. Who cares? Your Epic Games, you make the rules. Your Blast, you make the rules. It doesn't matter. Change it next season. Let's do better. And maybe this does have a good viewing experience because, you know, sure, hype, hype moment. This guy just popped six med kits in a row. I'm sure everyone wants to watch that. But now let's let's move into some signings about some of these players that will be playing in these FNCS semifinals. Uh, we'll start with Agent. They just uh, signed Bucky and Peter in a very interesting video. Did you watch that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So can we talk about clicks just showing up in everybody's signings? Like, yeah, he's on Xset, but it, he was in the Agent video. What was he was in the phase video? Wasn't he was he? in Peter Bot's uh, elite video? 
Peter Bot's Elite video. Remember he was in the phase video and NRG got so mad they had to like blur him or whatever? Yeah. Like <laughs> clicks just be in these videos, in these announcement videos. Um, I'm gonna be honest and I'm gonna be blunt with this one specifically. Bucky and Peterbot. Bucky has a great pool, so that actually might be a decent, and he's great for content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be, he's not the best person in the world, but he, he's great for those things for an org. So I can see that being a positive, but I can also see him being a brand risk for agent. And then Peterbot, like, what is Peterbot, like, doing for an org? We saw him on other orgs where he just, like, he maybe was there a little bit, like he represented somewhat, but it was never, like, like, elite for example mm-hmm. a lot of the content was around in pin around polarized uh around a lot of these players but there was never any content around peter by and i could only imagine there's one or two reasons for that number one uh maybe uh i can tell you why it is maybe. he just didn't show up or wake up in time to be at things like yeah i have so, no problem holding someone accountable for not doing their job you're getting paid to do these things like show up and yeah. do your job so I don't see I see that being an issue for agent as well. And I think Peter Bot's ego is massive uh when it comes to these players, which is crazy. Uh like hopefully he matures at some point. Obviously he's young now, so maybe there's a little I don't want to say a little leeway for for his behavior, but like when you're young, typically you behave differently than when you grow up. But if he keeps that behavior growing up, man, he's gonna get checked one day by somebody that does not play. Like <laughs> Uh, so it's definitely, he needs to be mindful of that moving forward, but honestly for agent, hopefully this works out in their favor. I know they've been, they're one of the newer organizations in the space. They've been doing a lot of, um, a lot to grow and, and their content is great. I love their roster. Uh, people, it was funny cause Dignitas and elite were going back and forth on socials. And then now agent is showing up in the conversation because their roster is so stacked. Like they have Reet, who arguably is getting ready to win FNCS, um, alongside Ritual. Uh, Ritual's not uh, on Agent, I don't believe, but no. Reet is. Um, and then they have what they have Fatch on there, even though he's taking a season off. Um, they have uh now Bucky Peter Bot. They have Scented. Oh, Scented. Uh, you know what? Maybe Agent's going for the uh a little more brand risk they have pars baka paper Ooh, pars baka uh, that's actually they're solid people solid um solid players um oh, paper can paper be a brand isn't risk too. on them anymore never mind sorry okay n- never mind he's not there anymore but uh for agent um hopefully i really hope it works out for you guys that's that, that's what i'll say um just don't let Bucky promote limitless pills. All right. Uh, <laughs> Dude, actually, I was watching Bucky's stream because I, I made a video about, like, is Bucky actually good? He's so much fun to watch during the mm-hmm. FNCS qualifying rounds because he's fully trolling, but he's actually so good at the game. And then you have his coach, Shakaladin and Okus, just, like, in the call, cracking up. And then eventually, like, they lose it because, like, enough of this act. Like, we have to actually win this game to qualify. Yeah. And then he's just screaming the whole time. Then they win the game, which is, like, you have to be insanely good at the game. And I can only imagine how good he would actually be if he like fully focused up. Yeah. Um, 
nonetheless, he is a good player. Peter Bot's a good player. I think Bucky can be a great signing. And if you're not trying to be like a PG organization, which you're not going to get with Bucky, like that's just not who he's going to be. And if that's part of what you want, cool. Awesome. You got probably one of the best in the space to do that. Um, and I agree with you, Peter, but he's going to be a name on a leaderboard. He will perform. He's insanely good at Fortnite, arguably one of the best in the region. Just don't know that you get really much else than a name on a leaderboard and a couple of tweets after that. Anyway, let's move on. Man City, they re-signed Trippern and Threats, but Huge. the big news is SETI and Cold are Man City players now. So Man City keeping this kind of theme of if they sign one EU player, they're going to sign one NA player and arguably two of the best of in the game in general in SETI and Cold now on the roster. Oh, it's not arguable. It's definitive. Like, this combo, I was not anticipating, right? So when SETI got announced, I was hyped, right? SETI needed a good home. Man City's going to provide that. I know they're going to provide that. Triprin and Threats. And I have uh, have always spoke very highly of them. And I've talked to some of the Man City people behind the scenes at events. And they're all, like, super positive about the future of Fortnite and esports, right? Uh, and so for SETI to go there was great. And then cold gets signed. And I was like, okay, they're taking this seriously. Because cold, basically you got one of the best players in each individual region. Yep. Like cold is arguably the best fighter. Um, and SETI is just the best all around, right? Like yep. uh, NEU. So they they really are taking this seriously. I know SETI will do uh, content and be involved with media stuff around events and things like that. I'm curious how active Cold is on the content front. I've never just personally followed his content journey, so I don't know. He's actually um, been doing a lot. Doing. Um, so Good. I've been surprised. And the thing is, exactly for what you just said, he streams a lot of events, but like for some reason he doesn't get a ton of views, even though he's one of the best players in the region. I think one of the reasons, no face cam. And then secondly, he's not. He's more like a sh- uh, shroud than he is a Bucky, right? He's just incredibly gotcha. good at the game. Doesn't necessarily go wild and crazy on stream. He clips somebody who's like, ha, got him, and then moves on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. Both of those players are sick. And so, hold on. There's been this image going on uh, from Threats' YouTube channel, and people are saying it's Booga's old YouTube manager now at his old tricks. And if you guys don't remember, uh, Booga, who was at the top of the world post-World Cup, about a year later had someone take over his YouTube, and it looked terrible. The thumbnails are terrible. The views were not good. The titles were not good. And then someone's doing this to threats right now. If you look at his YouTube, the thumbnails look like they were created by one of us in 10 minutes. And then he's gone from like 10,000 plus views a video on YouTube to now like two, three, four, five, six hundred views. And for a player like threats, what the heck, man, that should not be what it is. They don't look good. I, whoever that is needs to get fired. I'm sorry. I ain't going to call for your job, but you are actively hurting this player's channel and you need to get away from it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Even his name, the the at he has on uh on his uh, YouTube is not good. It's at threats nine three nine two. 
Look at the videos like, before, like literally a month or so ago. He was getting like ten thousand views, and they were your like all you have to do is the repeat what everybody else is doing, and you'll do well. But for some reason, someone decides like, nah, I got this. I have no idea what Fortnite is, but let me make these thumbnails and titles and videos. And honestly, the content within them titled and thumbnailed properly would easily do well. Fortnite content is booming right now. All it takes Mm -hmm. is replicating what other people are doing. You don't even have to be original. But yeah, whoever this person is being criminal the way they're treating his channel. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, this is uh it's tough. Yeah, this is not these are not good thumbnails. <laughs> yeah, like like this title right here, practicing for FNCS upper bracket in Unreal ranked Man City. I'm gonna get a kill off. Like what is that that like that title's not searchable? I don't know, dog. That that's like a live stream title. 520k earned pro shows you how to win solo cash cup. Bro, cut. The thumbnails are like so bad. They're so dark. Like just add some light, add some color, and it there's no personality to it they look like just to be randomly thrown together anyway enough of that threats find yourself someone better i will do it if you need someone better i was literally about to say just hit up svg and i and we'll we'll guide you we'll get you the right people around you and your content will be booming again in in no time easily easily all right let's let's move on let's go to some other fortnite player potential drama so kraz he is one of the leaders of war legend uh typically acts like the police on the internet when it comes to what's going on. And sometimes, you know, he's got good takes. Sometimes he doesn't I actually happen to agree with him on this one, because right now, if you don't know some of you guys, you'd be like, Oh dude, it's so cool. Re- Reasons giving away $10,000. He's given away thousands of dollars for one V one people on his map. Well, actually, according to the rules of FN creative and the way promotion works for your map, this is definitely not allowed. It, there's a lot of rules that this is breaking. And I think the problem comes back to like the general Fortnite creative ecosystem of a lot of things that aren't appropriate get through. And this is just another example of one. I'll read Kraz's tweet. Meanwhile, if you're a company who wants to organize an event, you can't have a variable cash prize. Do more than one event a week. Do whatever you want with visuals. And basically says, like, reason you're making a ton of money off this map. It's averaging five to 10,000 players at a a time. Just 1v1s, not even, like, a lot of players in the map. It's simple 1v1s. And really all Kraz is saying is, like, I'm trying to do this the right way. I get put under a microscope if I don't properly even put like the feature Fortnite, the Epic Games is not administering, sponsoring, blah, blah, blah of this event. And he's just wondering, you know, can we get some consistency? That That's really all he's asking for. And I can't blame him for that. Um, You know, I let's be honest. I don't know that he specifically is under a microscope. And if he is specifically under a microscope, it's because he is kind of... uh. He again, he's the the tourney cop, 
<laughs> he literally shows up. If anybody makes even remotely a, a, a slight adjustment or maybe off by something on their tournament, he is the first one to go to Twitter and call it out, right? Yep. And my interactions with Kratz has always been very positive personally, right? So I'm not saying anything about like his his personal take on things, but he very much is like um, the guy in, in high school that like you you brought like i don't know you brought what's uh what's banned in schools now you brought prime to school right because like prime is so popular it's banned in schools you brought prime to school and he saw that you had prime in your backpack and he went and told the teacher like that's the that's the kind of energy i'm getting from kraz when he tweets this stuff again personal experience he's been very kind we've always had great interactions but when he does this stuff it's kind of a weird energy but this one is probably the only one that I think has merit because it's something that needs to be addressed now before we have other large creators doing the same thing. Because as soon as we have a clicks, a Bucky, any of these other guys um, start doing this and thinking that it's okay, this can spiral quick and all of a sudden their maps are getting shut down. So it's good that he brought attention to this. I wish he would have brought attention to this. Like, Hey, I'm doing this from, from the perspective of like protecting reason. Like, Hey, reason, I don't want to, I don't want you to see, uh, I don't want to see you lose your map or your ability to publish maps because of a situation like this. Right. Because if, if, if reason's map goes down, the one V one map goes down. All the money he's put up uh, is for for not because they yep. will keep the money. That is part of Epic's rule. If they take your, if you break the rules and they take your map down, you're not getting paid. And that was part of the. Obviously, it was a promotion thing. That's why he he held the tournament. So all that money is just basically 10, 10 to thirty k down the drain, depending on how much that map generated through that promotion, right? Uh, or what uh, whatever's not been paid out for him up till now. So. In, in, in from the angle of protecting the players and protecting these map creators, yes, I think it's good. Again, I get that don't bring prime to high school energy uh, from this post, but for reason, I hope he saw it and is like, okay, you know what? I'll do better. I'm not going to do this again. And uh, hopefully, uh, in turn, we see other creators not do this. This might even be just a talking head uh, panda video in the next couple of weeks. Just like basically trying to protect creators from making these mistakes so that they don't lose their maps and lose their right to publish. Cause that could be a massive loss of income for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think he saw this and was like, no, I shouldn't do this. He tweeted out yeah. an hour ago that the $10,000 he gave away yesterday is more than winning OCE grand finals. So I don't think he has any thought that he's doing anything wrong, nor should he like, he's been able to do this now for weeks and I don't mm. blame him for doing something that works. And if he gets away with it, who cares? Like he shouldn't, I mean, he should understand the rules and someone should be helping him. That's creating the maps. But at the same time, the Fortnite creative ecosystem is just a disaster. We're seeing maps that are racist. We're seeing maps that are homophobic. All these things make it to the discovery tab. So not only are they allowed to be published, but they're be actively being promoted to the general player base. And Fortnite needs to get their stuff together because 
they're putting their we, we've talked about this they're putting themselves up for lawsuits i i just saw like a mobile games pvp using like different mobile games ip on the thumbnail so it's just this is going to be a problem and fortnite needs to be able to fix it um yeah that's I think that's all Kraz is asking for, and I understand it. I, I follow a lot of other creators who've like constantly had issues with this because they spend tons of time on this these maps and effort, mm. and they see trash get pushed to Discovery because someone's offering 10,000 V-Bucks every single time you get a kill on the map or something like that. Um, any other thoughts? Otherwise, we'll move on to our final topic. Which, when does that cross the the rules boundary? You're allowed one event per, or one promotion event per week, um, and there's a certain threshold for the amount of prizing that it could be, and you have to advertise it properly. No one does any of that, by the way. Like even myself, yeah. I will rat on myself. I've promoted my map wrongly compared to what the rules are. I, I'm not worried about it because forty people play my map a day. It's not a big deal uh yeah i mean this this map stuff has been pretty crazy even like uh to be totally transparent i stepped into the map space alongside a map creator and unfortunately with uh updates and breaks to the maps it became too much to maintain with an already super busy schedule so like what once was like a a, a hope that I could generate enough revenue from this to host prized events for the Fortnite scene is just, um, yeah, it's not happening as of right now, which sucks. But uh, if I can find a more consistent, uh, consistent partner that has more time and to truly just dedicate to this, then I might be able to. And and this is no harm to to the guy that I was working with because uh, he's great. He's phenomenal at what he does. But he's very talented and very busy, right? So when Epic like has an update and it breaks, like he can't he can't just go through and fix everybody's map at once, right? Yep. Like so, I fully understand. Um, I just got to find someone, maybe a little bit younger of a map creator, someone that's hungry um, to partner with and create some cool stuff going forward. Nice, nice. Yeah, maps are awesome. Now, let's uh, get into our final topic of the day, and this is a good discussion. This is why we saved it for last, because the two of us both feel strongly about this one way or another. So it's essentially a thread, and I'll read this thread, and then I'll get your reaction to it, Panda. So Queasy, a couple days ago, tweeted out, I miss the old Fortnite when grinding was actually fun, playing multiple regions, etc. Then Destiny Jesus replied to that, removal of being able to play other region cash cups was one of the worst comp decisions of all time. Then Reet shared it and said this isn't being talked enough, talked about enough. So granted, most of the top players and creators are upset that they're not able to play more than one region. But do you think region locking players was a good or bad thing? Where do you stand on this? I, I see both sides of it and I'm to be fair guys, I'm a pretty positive person. So I always try to come into these things looking at both angles. So I see the good in it, right? Because you have to remember the days where OCE couldn't win their own regions cup because Reet was on there all night cranking out wins in Asia and OC and everywhere else. Right. So like 
for the smaller regions, um, I think it's it makes sense. Maybe it's like unlock region locks for just EU and NA and let them compete against each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the other and the smaller regions keep them locked. Like I, I don't know. It's it's so hard of a uh like a topic to like decipher what will be the perfect answer. Cause I don't think region locks should go away. But I also think that the days of of um the regions not being locked were pretty fun to watch. Like waking up at eight in the morning and Reet is just going through Reet Epic Whale going through Asia, uh like Asia OC, like all these different regions. Like basically any time of the day you had a, a good piece of content to go tune into of one of the top players just playing phenomenally on high ping. So I, there's there's definitely a lot to this topic, but I know you feel pretty strongly one way or the other. All right, so here's how I feel. One, it's terrible for the top players because it means it's more money out of their pocket. On the other hand, it's one of the best decisions Fortnite has ever made. And I say that because if I'm a player, say I'm a top 200 to 100 player on like a smaller region, Asia, Brazil, whatever it may be. And I see EU and a pros constantly playing. Well, it's really just them feeding to the top of the barrel. That's getting everything. They're going to win every event in every region. And there's no real room for other players to get their chance. So now the top players get to compete on their own region. Or if they decide for some reason to play on off ping, they can compete in another one. And it then promotes other players to be able to come in and play and believe that they have a better chance than they would, say, if Reet was playing every solo Asia Cash Cup, right? Because you know yeah. he's going to win those. And I think for the general player base, it's a great decision. I think it's a really good one to help promote more participation and competitive because as someone that may have a chance to win, you're definitely going to be dissuaded and not going to play as much if you believe that NA pros, EU pros, even pros from like Middle East, OCE are going to be playing in your tournaments because then that just means you have a much smaller chance of winning. Now, from the pros yeah. perspective, I totally get it. You have less content to stream. You have less opportunity at earnings and it does suck for them, but they have to realize that overall, I think we've seen the highest participation in Fortnite tournaments that we've ever seen outside of world cup recently. So they're doing something right. And part yeah. of that, I believe is the region lack. One thing I do wish though, and this is probably a logistic like back end piece is that each week it reset. So instead of being locked into like one region, one cup, um, each season i wish it was like i could play the solo cash cup on eu this week and then i could play on na next week because sometimes you know the time just works better so that way based on the timing that you have that's when you could play and that's like my only change i would like to see them do but overall I i'm cool with it i know pros aren't going to be happy with that but it's a good decision you know, I, I like that. I think that's a good idea. But I think logistically, probably on the back end, it's not as easy as it sounds to just reset everyone's region lock every week. But who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it's going to be one of those topics that on the pro side that they will always complain about. Um, 
and rightfully so if they do feel like money's being taken out of their pocket. But on the on the flip side of it, I do see it obviously helping for the health of the smaller regions a lot. So it's going to be one that we'll continue to see pretty divided. This is one of those things that like is very similar to like the prize pool discussion in general, right? Yep. When people are like Fortnite doesn't give us enough money. That's yes, that's the what the players believe because they believe that they should just be able to show up and make tens of thousands of dollars a month playing the game. And that's just not the case, right? Yeah. Like literally just uh it's it's a similar topic. And I think the region lock is the same thing where it's like, cool, it's for the betterment of the top, top percent of pros who can go on every region and, and earn in every region, but it's not good for the overall health of the competitive scene because of the lack of development, therefore, on those smaller regions if EU and NA pros are just going over and taking everything. Yep, and I don't expect it to change. Fortnite's been pretty rock solid on this for like the past year or so, and I think everyone's done fine. I don't think like pros are hurting for cash. They've all learned just make content. You're going to be able to make a bag. So I think everyone's okay. It's been for the better, I would believe. Now, that's going to be it for us. That was probably one of the longer ones. And even without monster, we were able to go almost an hour. So if you guys do like the longer podcast, let us know, go ahead, tag us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at somebody's gun. It's at monster D face or at life. W Panda, right? It's life W Panda on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Make sure to go tag us. If you did like it that way, we'll tell monster. Oh, dude, we gotta, gotta go an hour each time. Um, but it's not always the case. Sometimes we don't have enough to talk about always going to have a ton to talk about when we took a couple weeks off and it's been a good time um panda let everybody know what you're up to where they can find you uh you already know life w panda on twitter follow me there for all the updates but uh live for day two and three of semifinals and live for day one and two of grand finals lots of crazy stuff going on so you don't want to miss these these watch party shows we have a producer in-house we have special guests joining me for the only live studio watch party slash show across all of FNCS. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Lots of fun stuff coming your way. And during grand finals, there may be some giveaways and other crazy things you, the community can be a part of. So don't forget to tap in. Make sure you're there. And I'll see you in chat. All right, all right. Make sure to go check it out. Panda does a great job hosting the watch party, and there's going to be some cool guests. I know some secrets to come. Um, if you guys want, go follow me on all socials, YouTube, X, and TikTok. It's at somebody's gun. I'm still in TikTok jail, but hopefully I'll get out one day so I can start getting views again. Um, <laughs> would appreciate you guys following, liking, doing all that stuff on my channel. You know, it helps. Anyway, uh, send all your complaints to the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com or it's Fortnite podcast at gmail.com. I don't know. You'll be able to find it somewhere. Go listen to the end of a previous one. Monsters got you. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you. We can't say enough how much it means to hear and see how many people listen to this every single week, but that's all we got for now. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and enjoy it. Peace.